Parents and guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. Well, 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 welcome to another episode of Fearlessly Parenting. Today, I have a very special guest, Debbie Godfrey. Uh, I'm excited to have her on my show. She's going to talk about positive parenting. And I think that that's important because parents, you are the chief role model for your child. And your parenting needs to be positive. And I'm not talking about giving in on things that you shouldn't give in on or let things go that you should not let go. Even in correcting, you can be positive. So without further ado, I'm going to turn things over to Debbie. Debbie, how are you doing? I'm great, Stan. I'm so glad that you had me on the show today. And I'm excited to be here. And I'm excited to chat with you about positive parenting. Well, I am definitely glad to have you here. And when I looked at your bio, there, there are certain things that just stuck out at me that I thought would be advantageous to my mom's, dad's, parents, and guardians. And I'm intrigued. You, you talk about the three biggest mistakes that parents make. So, Debbie, what are those three mistakes? And why should <laughs> we avoid them? Well, I mean, the first one is to to not see your child for who they are. So many of us have a way of raising our children in our own image and our own likeness. And I think that's the biggest mistake we make because that leads a child to a lifetime of feeling not seen, heard, or understood. Oh, definitely feeling undervalued and underappreciated for who they are. I love it. I love it. What's number two? Number two is we do not listen. (laughs) (laughs) We have the biggest complaint that our kids don't listen to us. But truly, how often do we stop, get down on their level when they're upset or complaining or, in our opinion, not listening and just stop and get down and hear what our child has to say, or if they're young, what they have to show us. Too often, we jump the gun in saying, doing, disciplining, and we don't really hear the discouragement behind the misbehavior that our child are showing us, our children are showing us. Wow, wow. You know what? We're going to come back on all three of these, and we go going <laughs> to okay? So what's the third one? I think the third one is punishing. Punishing our children instead of disciplining, there's a huge misconception that punishment and discipline are the same. And actually, mm-hmm. punishment is a subset of discipline. So I see discipline as this huge, wide variety of ways that we have to communicate with our children, to get to get the behaviors that we want to help them grow and become the people that they need to be. And punishment is just a subset of discipline. And it's a subset that I think can be very damaging to our children over the long run. And so being able to distinguish those two, to use more positive discipline rather than punitive punishment, I think we would go a long way with raising our children in a much, much more effective way. Let me tell you, you have just laid out three crates of really good stuff. So let's Break open these crates and let's get down to the contents of them, starting with number one. Repeat it one more time for my parents. Yeah. I mean, the first one is just not to to just not be 
seeing our children for who they are. Yeah, because Debbie, they're not crazy. They're not, you know, hateful or spiteful. They're just not you. Right. You know, and if we as parents were like, they're not like me. That child is different. Uh, Debbie, I'm a behavioral consultant. Uh, I do DISC. Uh, I, I try to have my parents that I work with do this for their child so that they can see, again, your child's not crazy. They're just not you. And so when you they look and go, oh, Bob and Dad, you communicate this way. Right. They communicate this way. So when you talk to them, if you're not speaking their language, and, and tell me if I'm going down the wrong path, if you're not okay. speaking their language, then, you know, it's like talking uh, English to somebody that only speaks German. Right, right. <laughs> okay, they don't understand anything that you say, and you think that they're they're they're, they're being silly, defined, and, and that's not the case. They're just not getting it. So you you have to speak to them on their level. So what what do you think about that? Well, I think you're right, and I think this starts from the time that they're born. So each of us have. Many, most of us have more than one child. I mean, of course, there's some people that just have one, but most of us have two or three or four. And what happens is you get down the road a ways and all of a sudden I'll hear from parents like, I do the same thing with this one. And he or she just doesn't <laughs> respond the same way. Like, what's going on? And they just don't understand why you can parent the same way and get different results. And it's exactly what we're talking about because each child is so unique, so different, and will respond differently to the type of parent we are. So our own personality is going to either complement or conflict with our child's. And that's why some of our kids are easier for us to get along with than others. <laughs> well, when you speak to them in their language, you set them up for success and you could create some monumental moments. Uh, here, a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, watching uh, the speakers for Live to Lead with John Maxwell. And one of them was Jeff Henderson. And what Jeff was talking about is being for. you You got to show people that you're for them. And he had a little video of this uh, gentleman when he was younger. He would always drum on his desk. And it was driving the teachers crazy. One teacher sent him to the principal's office. But another teacher asked him to stay after class. He thought he was in trouble again. And the teacher gave him a set of drumsticks. You know what? I think you're a drummer. Oh. Changed his whole world. He got a music scholarship because of his drumming. He now teaches and, and works with other kids. He's a mentor. He disciples. It is truly outstanding. But that teacher got on his level and connected with him in the way that he understood. And it changed his life. We can have those life changing moments with our child. And we have, oh my goodness, you know, hours and hours, day after day, that we can pour into our child, children. And I think that's so key is looking, I mean, you just, it's so funny when you were talking to, I flashed back on my first grade teacher, I was getting in trouble in the classroom and she made me stay after school and write on the board. And I, 
this is embarrassing, but I wrote, I hate Mrs. Lee like a hundred times. That's all I wrote on the whole board. <laughs> I was just, I, I was already defiant at first grade. And, and I wrote, I filled up the entire board and I was just sitting there reflecting on what, what could she have seen? Like, I'm a writer. I love to write. And it's, it's like, what if I would have been seen in that instead of my, my, my misbehavior was that I was getting up and writing on the board all the time. And so she, that's what she made, why she wanted to make me stay after and do that. And what it, what a difference that could have made. And it's not to say I've had many teachers who've inspired me. My math teacher, I love math because of my math teacher, you know, and I do love writing because of other teachers later on that helped me with, with seeing how creative I could be and how well I wrote and things like that. And, and so as parents, we want to look at our children and see who are they developing? I mean, that was my biggest curiosity with my, my young children is who, who is this person? What are they like? And to see, you know, my oldest one started being an artist at two years old, she's drawing and creating. And it's like, oh, wow, this one is really creative. She likes to draw and color. And we knew that from early on. And this one is Chatty Cathy. Like, she just wants to talk and talk and entertain. And, and then my son is much more quiet, studious, and he's a builder and a maker. And so it's like their personalities, their individuality was already present then. And now these kids are in their kids, they're adults, they're in their 30s. And those same principles of their personality are still completely intact. And I think many of us go through exercises as adults when we're trying to find ourselves or find what mm -hmm. we love or mm -hmm. find our passion. And we go back and see what are the things that we loved to do when we were children? What were the things that we were good at? I was publishing a newsletter. I was doing all these things when I was a kid that, you know, led me to, to what I do presently. And I think about those things when I'm, you know, down and I need inspiration. I go back to what did I love as a child? And, and that's what keeps me going. And so one of the greatest gifts I feel I give my children even still is seeing them. And all this time is really seeing their unique qualities and who they are and not, it, you know, it's a breaking of their spirit when we try to make them be something that yeah, they're not. Put a square peg in a round hole, you know, cause that, that doesn't work. And the word does say that raise them up in the way that they would go. It doesn't say raise them up in the way that you would go or, right that Sister Susie would go or that Jim would go, raise them up in the way that they will go. Uh, man, I tell you, Paris, if you get nothing else out of this, out of this first crate that we're unpacking here, is raise your child to go in the way that they were meant to go because God designed your child to be exactly who they are and you want to guide them so that they are the way that they need to go. So let's go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just want to say that 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 my when I raised my children, I saw myself as their steward. I they, I don't own them. These Ooh, are God's these are God's children, that. and I am the steward of them. And I think that helps us separate that that ownership when we realize these are children of God's. They're not mm. mine specifically then it helps ease some of us who would wish that our children were something that they're not. <laughs> and oh, realize yeah. this is up to God. This is not me. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're his handiwork. And yes. they, in, in order to uh, 
be at his will, they need to be who he created them to be. Well, this ends part one of three-part interview with Debbie Godfrey. Please check out the podcast description where you'll find a link to her website, Positive Parenting. And until the next episode, God bless.